The July meeting by the uh, Reserve Bank of Australia is an extremely important one. Uh, it's important because the RBA has said that it will announce major decisions about its conduct of its policy of quantitative easing. The RBA has two areas of quantitative easing and two different programs. One at the short end of the yield curve, uh, in which it uh, targets the three-year bond and it provides uh, support to the banking system for loans to the Australian domestic economy uh, through the term lending facility. The other program is at the long end of the yield curve uh, for five and ten year bonds in which it buys uh, particularly Australian ten year bonds to keep the yield on Australian ten year bonds low relative to US ten year bonds. And the purpose of that is is to slow uh, the path of uh, the upward path of the Australian dollar in a situation where international commodity prices are very strong. And I've said before that they can slow the rise of the Australian dollar by doing that, but not, but not stop it. Ahead of that meeting of the RBA, uh, the AFR has asked uh, uh, three questions to a panel of economists uh, and will be publishing some of the responses to those questions uh, over the next few days ahead of the meeting. So today I thought I would go through those three questions and I would talk about my responses to those three questions. The first question is, what do you expect will be the outcome of the July meeting on the three-year bond target and the government bond purchase program? I say is, it is far too early for the RBA to amend either its three-year bond target or the government purchase program. The RBA needs to be able to demonstrate to the market that it can keep the current level of quantitative easing in place at least to the end of 2022. In particular, the RBA program of purchasing long-term bonds is essential for keeping our 10-year bond yields from rising too rapidly relative to US 10-year bond yields. Should the RBA reduce its rate of purchase of our 10-year bonds, the result must be a widening the interest rate differential between US bonds and Australian 10-year bonds. This would result in putting upward pressure on the, on the Australian dollar, something the RBA very much wants to avoid. The second question is, are monetary policy settings in Australia too easy? My answer to that is that our model tells us that the decline of unemployment in Australia has now moved monetary policy settings to a point where monetary policy would now be neutral in the absence of quantitative easing. But quantitative easing needs to continue in order to continue to drive growth and investment and in continued expansion in order to allow Australian unemployment to fall below a level of 4.5%. Only when Australian unemployment is below that level of 4.5% for a significant period 
where there will be enough wages growth to generate enough price inflation for Australia to sustainably hit the RBA's inflation target. We are not yet at the not necessarily lower level of unemployment required to sustain higher inflation. Monetary policy settings in Australia are not too easy. My answer to the third question uh, is, uh, and the third question is, which central banks will lead us out of this cycle by tapering first? And I reply to that, the central bank which begins tapering first will be sending a message to the market which will result in upward pressure on its exchange rate relative to that of other nations. No central bank wants to be in this position, if they can help it. This problem of tapering could turn into a game of chicken between different central banks. It is likely, therefore, that there will be an international consultation between central banks to ease monetary policy together. We should look out for perhaps some kind of meeting between central banks similar to the meeting which has recently occurred between members of the G7 on taxation. This might lead to perhaps a Plaza Accord Plaza Accord was an international currency agreement in the 1990s, uh, a Plaza Accord-like agreement on concerted tapering of, of quantitative easing. In short, I don't think that uh, the RBA is going to announce any reduction in its quantitative easing uh, at its next meeting, the July meeting. I think what's going to happen is uh, it's going to reaffirm that it's going to continue quantitative easing as far as the uh, forecast horizon can see. And I think it will continue that quantitative easing at least to the end of 2022. And by the time we get down there, we will have unemployment between 45 and 4% uh, on a reliable basis and a sustainable basis. And as the economy actually slows down, as we go into the end of 2022 and 2023, I mean, slow down from the very rapid pace that we are growing this year, uh, then the RBA will start to ease off, ease off a little bit on uh, quantitative easing. Uh, but that's just quantitative easing. I don't think we'll be looking at uh, uh, any increases in short-term interest rates in the Australian cash rate uh, well before the end of 2023 or probably into 2024.